Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Halloween 2022, 4 a.m., my buddy Brian and I were walking to my house from his. The town has three main roads, front, middle, and back. We were moving from front to middle. We round the corner and he's looking at his phone and I stop him because down the street, under a lamp was something big slash tall. It was squatting, arms resting on knees, it was fuzzy, and the fur slash hair was black. It looked six foot tall in its current position. Despite being under a street lamp, I couldn't make out very many details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It had pale hands. They were almost glowing. Couldn't make out a face, though I sometimes remember it being pale like its hands. Its eyes were sparkling. Not like when shine a light on a cat slash dog, but more when you catch a lamp reflection off a window. My friend and I have cell phones, 
He even used his zoom to get a better look at it, but at no point did we try to get a picture. I just kept thinking to myself my phone sucks, it's gonna be blurry, what if the flash pisses it off? We decided to just switch roads and continued to the back road. I could feel it watching us until we were out of sight. We never seen it again. Brian didn't see any footprints when he went back a couple hours later, and the next day it was raining, but there was a weird smell in the air. I wanted to explain it as a bear, but it was squatting like a human and didn't make any noise. Could have been a drunk, but not many people that tall in our town, with puffy slash fur jackets to boot. My dad jokingly suggested aliens. When I was in high school about 10 years ago I witnessed a pair of slightly glowing yellow eyes looking into my house from the back door. The creature probably stood 7 to 8 feet tall and the only thing that I could see in the darkness were its glowing yellow eyes. I liked in a suburban neighborhood in East Texas. There was a room full of family in the dimly lit living room which was connected to this back door. They were eyes for sure not lights or headlights or anything reflecting off of the glass. I looked into this creature's glass like glowing yellow eyes and felt it was intelligent despite only being able to see its eyes and nothing else. It didn't necessarily scare me per se, I didn't tell anyone at all actually. I just turned around and smoked on my front porch instead of out back. Does anyone know what creature I might have saw that day? Do you guys think it may have influenced my actions by keeping me calm and not alerting my family members that were just a couple steps away? I think about it every time I see any form of glowing eyes. Which is pretty often. I lived in Southern Oregon at the time, on a 30-acre ranch. Our property backed up to a river and across from the river, the woods. I came home from work one night to an empty house and as I'm walking to the back door from my truck I hear rustling in the bushes. We normally get a lot of deer traffic through the property so naturally I just yell hey. It wasn't a deer. Nothing ran away. Instead I hear whatever it was come through the bushes, take two huge steps toward me, and take breaths exhaling loudly and deeply unlike anything I've ever encountered living out here. I froze up for a second and the hair on the back of my neck stood up as I realized this thing was a lot bigger than I was. I ran inside turned the spotlights on but didn't see anything. I've told people this story and they always say oh it was a bear or an elk. I'm familiar with bear and elk sounds and the only bear we have out here are skittish black bear. What do you guys think it could have been? The two steps toward me sounded like a man stomping as hard as he can and the breathing was deep and gruff. Almost like a bull. This is a story from a few years ago that is still clear as day. I was sitting outside my best friend's house with her and her younger sister. We were swinging on the porch swing and simply enjoying the day. My friend left to go inside to get a drink or something for a quick minute. Her sister and I were together outside just talking. Not even seconds after my friend went inside, we see her poke her head out behind the side of the house. I remember this being, looking exactly like my friend, giggling and then disappearing behind the wall. Her younger sister and I both saw it together. As quick as we'd seen it was as quick as it left. My friend came outside again and we were like bruh what were you doing outside just now and she had no idea what we were talking about. True story. The house she lived in at the time felt spirited and there were other encounters of a similar young girl in the house. Tell me if you've experienced something like this. My encounter with a humanoid. The encounter took place about four years ago. Since learning about humanoids and in particular about the rake, I was always very fascinated about them. Back in the good old days, one of my best friends, Robert, would come over for sleepovers. I introduced him to the rake. We always watched horror movies or videos of bizarre encounters as we loved to frighten ourselves before venturing out into the local woods. I basically live a two-minute walk away from the woods. Till that night trip, 
we never encountered anything really creepy when venturing into the woods. Sometimes Robert would try to stand still in silence in hope of hearing something exciting, F.E. an animal walking over with sticks creating sounds. In order for you to better understand my thoughts later on, I want to give you a detailed explanation of our path. It was after midnight when we headed out. Shortly after entering the forest, there is a small crossing with a left path and a right path. We took the right path, walking up a hill for about a quarter of an hour. After that we just pretty much followed the path reaching the peak of the hill and then ventured down again for about 10 minutes. We reached another crossing. The left path would lead us to another exit whereas the straight path would let us continue walking on to another hill. About half an hour going up the hill, I told Robert that I wanted to go home as I started to get cold and exhausted. Furthermore, I told him that I did not see us witnessing anything exciting anymore for that night. Robert was disappointed, but nevertheless agreed. Robert wanted us to regularly stop speaking and be completely silent so we could hear everything surrounding us. We also flashed our lights in the woods regularly. This is where it starts to get creepy. As we started to head down the second hill, we started to relax and talk about other interests. As my, back then, shrimp posture obliged me too, I more or less only looked at my feet when walking. As we reached the second crosswalk again, Robert suddenly scurried up. In panic, he asked me whether I also saw something jump slash hush in the woods coming from the right path, former left path, to the path we originally came from. As I already mentioned, I looked at my feet when walking down the path, meaning I could not have seen anything. However, I believe that Robert just wanted to build up suspension, as he liked to do that when nothing happened at our trips. So I did not really believe him in that. He started throwing rocks in the area where said figure seemed to head, our way back by the way. We stood still for some minutes, listening for any suspicious sounds, but the forest was in total silence. Realizing this, it made me somewhat uncomfortable. On our way back from the second crossing to the first, we started to ease back down again and started talking normally. The walk back also took about half an hour. This is where it gets really creepy. As we were about to reach the first crossing, I used my flashlight on the trees that were not too far in front of us. As I pointed my light on them, I noticed that there were two yellow dots right beside a big tree. As we came closer, I could see it more clearly. These were not just two yellow dots. I started to recognize a bald head with these two yellow glowing eyes. I told Robert to stand still, I pointed in the area where that thing was peeking from the tree. I was furious at him because he did not see it. I told him that he needed to focus on the yellow dots. When he recognized it, he freaked out too. I freaked out even more when I thought about our situation. This creature stood between the only near entrance slash exit out of the forest and us. We really started to panic as we did not know what to do. As Robert also started to flash on that creature and we both more or less shouted at ourselves, the creature went behind the tree and peeked out from the other side. As we followed with our lights, it stepped back from the tree. I was able to see more of its body. It was white slash gray, hunched over and its arms were hanging down. It slowly walked away from the crossing, moving one leg then the other one. We stood on the spot for a few seconds. Then I carefully started to peek in the area it vanished. I couldn't see it anymore. I told Robert to run for his life and boy oh boy, even Usain Bolt would have been astonished of our speed in that run. We ran through the exit and went back to my home. It was the scariest experience of my life. What I really find so intriguing about this encounter. This creature either followed slash stalked us very quietly through the woods for about half an hour since Robert spotted it on the second crossing till the exit or it was smart enough to recognize where the path we took would be leading us to, as we first saw it at the second crossing and then in front of us at the exit. It was also able to recognize pretty fast that we spotted it. I think by switching sides at the tree when peeking, it wanted to confirm for itself whether we spotted it by seeing us rotating light to the other side of tree, mind you, these were bad flashlights which lights only performed worse over that range. 
Last but not least, I do not think it was scared in the slightest of us. Even as I and Robert started to speak more loudly in a stressed voice, it calmly started to walk away. Description of the creature, white slash gray body head looked bald long arms hunched body posture with the arms hanging down it must have been about 2 meters tall. So I saw something interesting that I didn't even think about until now but saw everywhere as a child and even now as an adult. Basically, there is this creature or entity or person referred to as the hat man. I'm not referencing that creature you see when you've had one too many Benadryl. I mean this thing that is basically a tall, almost abnormally tall, man with a large wide brim black hat. He wears a long black trench coat that almost melts into shadows and covers his body so you can't figure out his form and black boots. He has a wicked white grin and glowing red eyes. As a kid, I used to see him in dreams in the corner of my eye and back then I called him Jack due to the fact he was what I assumed Jack the Ripper would have looked like. Now, at 23, it's been a while since I have seen him but just last week, I saw him again when heading to bed. Does anyone else see this entity? Does anyone else know what this is? We had been away for a few nights and traveled back quite late. Towards the end of our journey, this was about 2 AM. We were driving along an A road in a rural area when something crossed the road in front of us in full headlights for about three seconds. It was about the height of a person maybe six feet or over, but had short powerful legs and hips which seemed to move in a circular fluid fashion. It was not a deer because it stood on two legs. This was in the Midlands and the area is traditional rolling fields and woodland. In this particular spot there are no houses or buildings, nearest is over a mile away. We drove back today as it's only 7 miles from home to look at the road layout and whatever it was moved into a wide bowl-shaped field dropping down to a stream. Any ideas? This incident happened in September 2020 in Aiken, South Carolina. I didn't grow up there, and we had only lived there for about 6 months, so I am not too familiar with the area. Some of these details are pretty boring, but I think it helps explain the setting and situation better, so I'm going to give them regardless. My fiancé, G, had reconnected with an old friend from high school, B, and we decided to rent his basement which was renovated into a separate apartment while we looked for a place of our own. The house is not in a neighborhood, it's rural in that area in my opinion. We had neighbors, but each house had several acres of land separating them. B had two large adult dogs, around 55 to 65 pounds, and our dog was a little smaller than them at the time. The dogs would run around and play in the woods at the edge of the backyard. Everything was good for the first few weeks. Then at night we starting feeling very unnerved if we had to go outside. I know it sounds so cliche but it felt like something was standing in the woods staring at us. If we went somewhere after dark we would do a speed walk, almost run from where we parked out front all the way around the side of the house to the backyard, which is where our entrance was. Then we started hearing it. As I mentioned earlier the dogs ran and played in the woods so we were very aware of what it sounded like when a 60-pound creature was rambling around in the woods. This was much bigger, so much bigger. It wasn't just the three of us hyping each other up to be scared either. Anyone that came to hang out, there was a pool in the backyard, so we had a fair amount of visitors, would hear it and no one ever stayed outside after the sunset. We thought it was a bear, to be honest, because whatever was making the noise was huge, much larger than a person. So a bear is the only thing that really fit in our minds. A few months go by, and we find our own place and we were in the process of moving out when this occurred. My fiancé was up at the car, arranging the boxes so that we could maximize the space we had available. I had just carried a box up to him, and was walking back around the side of the house. From the front to the back the yard was sloped downhill a little bit. As I was walking down to go around from the side to the back of the house I saw it. Staring dead at me, 
straight into my eyes. I'm pretty sure my heart stopped beating for a few seconds, and I completely froze up. Some instinct inside of me made me begin walking again. I felt like I shouldn't run, but tried to act normal and get my ass inside. As soon as I got inside I shut and locked the door. But I immediately had to unlock it and open it back up because I couldn't lock my fiancé outside with this thing. I immediately started seeing these gruesome, gory pictures in my head. Pictures of me and my fiancé, beheaded, completely mangled and broken laying on the floor of our apartment with everything that was left in the apartment smashed on the floor around us. Then right after that something like, no, that's not what it will do. My fear of the unknown is making me unreasonable. If I just let it in it won't be like that. I kept having the weirdest urge to basically invite it in, which is absurd because the door was cracked open. Honestly, even if it had been shut and dead bolted, if that thing wanted in I am pretty sure it would have gotten in. I was torn, I wanted to call out to my fiancé, but I didn't want to startle the thing by yelling. I didn't want my fiancé to come rushing down to the door and have that thing spring on him and attack him. Finally I couldn't take it any longer and yanked the door open. I was planning on running to the car, but my fiancé was right there. He had seen the thing too, and he had been watching it watch us. The second it turned and disappeared into the woods he rushed down to the door. This thing was super tall, super skinny, and a sickly shade of whitish-gray. It had brightly lit up, glowing eyes. One very crazy detail is that I swear the eyes were a golden color and my fiancé swears they were red. I don't understand any of this, but especially that part. The worst part of its appearance however was that it didn't have a mouth. Besides its bright eyes, the rest of its face was just skin. Tightly stretched, but perfectly smoothed out skin on its face. WTF? I have never in my life felt such a shock, like just a feeling in my heart that something was so wrong as I did when I saw that thing looking into my eyes. How do you eat if you have no mouth? How do you stay alive if you can't eat? Sometimes I worry that I honestly had the chance to meet and interact with a completely different species and I blew it by being judgmental and fearful. This thing wasn't like me, so I was deathly afraid of it. Did I have a reason to be afraid? If it had wanted to hurt us, I'm 100% positive it could have. My fiancé said he could feel the evil radiating off of it. That I need to quit beating myself up because it did not have friendly intentions. I know that this sounds so totally and utterly fake that it is absurd. I wouldn't believe this if someone else posted it. I'm just wondering if anyone else has ever seen anything like this, and if they have, maybe they can tell me WTF this thing is. For months after it happened I wouldn't talk about it. Anytime my fiancé brought it up I would shut the conversation down. I didn't want to even think about it because I was scared it would feel me thinking of it somehow and come back and find me again. We don't live near there anymore, and now I know that's an irrational fear anyways. I've never told anyone about it and neither has my fiancé. I couldn't bear to spill my guts to someone I'm close to about this situation. It would destroy my relationship with the person and I don't want that to happen. I don't have many people that I am close to and I would prefer to keep them. Once I found a huge footprint in my front yard but it had a juvenile print also like a child. Well I decided I was gonna cast for the first time but before it dried they came back and ran a stick through it and messed it up and left the stick in it. I instantly got the message as, no don't do that. So I don't cast I just take pictures. Plus it was a way of letting me know they were protecting their young. Another story was when my Sasquatch that was connecting to me actually took me to my mama's house used young bison in the dream they were chasing me around a tree Litito swooped me up we were flying backwards I could not see his face his big hand had me around my whole side he tapped me on the hip gently and said you're okay swooped me back to the porch of the house I turned around he was gone. I ran inside to tell my daughter what happened there was this random lady on the couch going through a box of teeth Sasquatch teeth. I laughed I said you're wasting your time, they are real and you won't find one unless they want you to. 
I walked back outside on the porch after talking to my daughter and there were square blocks of ice on each step all the way down and all around the patio each block had a huge orchid in it a flower I've never seen before each one was different. It was a gift. I only see a glimpse of see-through ships in my photos but I was blessed to see a Sasquatch in my flashlight spotted and I watched it dematerialize in front of my eyes as it was walking away it was amazing. My husband was given this beautiful dream we had a dying Sasquatch in our yard he went out to help he or she died and my husband began to pray and the big guy came and knelt down and put his hand on his shoulder and prayed with him then took him to the funeral and burial it made me cry. My husband pulled up outside from going to the grocery store, I was sitting outside on the bench playing on FB. He got out and began to unload the vehicle he asked me if I could help I laughed I said I think you can handle it. As soon as I finished that last word I got hit in the thigh with a pebble from the woods next to my house with a thought planted in my head that I instantly knew I did not put there myself it said go help. I jumped right up and went to go help. Mind you all these experiences happened before the Sasquatch ever connected me to any of the community. I came home from work it was about 11.30 at night I fixed myself a bowl of cereal and sat in my recliner I went to take first bite and something growled behind my chair and again had a thought planted feed the animals before you feed yourself. I had just moved into this house in 2013 me and my lab and a sectional is all we had, moved in so and no TV yet. It was late and we sat on the couch that night and the window behind me there was three distinct big growls but what was weird my dog didn't hear them. Then a week or so later same thing setting on couch this enormous tree knock outside the house and he sounded angry I actually thought the tree had broke. This tree is thick can't get my arms around it and it's less than 20 feet from the front porch. That one I did not move I froze. I had seen a rare looking bird the first year I moved to this house. It had an orange large bill but it was all white, I figured it was some pet that got loose. Well I went and invested into some binoculars, and then one day ran across this dark spot in the woods up in the trees. I kept looking at it and its face got clear as head was over half of the width of my 50 inch TV, no hair on the face and he was a charcoal colored skin. It was like he was looking right into my eye I said no way out loud and he moved and tried to morph into the tree and blurred himself. Mind you I was inside my house looking through the storm glass, my first instinct is scared then after I'm scared I get pissed. I had just let my dog out, I beat on the glass and screamed at him to get the f away from my house. Well as I sling the door open and yell at my dog to get in the house this dude came down the tree silent never heard that part what I did heard is his footsteps and the leaves he stomped so loud he was pissed it sounded like it was on a PA system in the valley. I shut my door, this was about 8.30pm still daylight. I wondered about this for a couple of weeks then I just started talking to God I said if this is my path I'm okay. Then I forgave everyone who ever hurt me and asked God to forgive me then about two weeks later he opened my eyes. Now I can see others around me and other things like writings and numbers and they communicate with me on questions I have. It definitely has been a wild ride these last nine years. For some backstory this happened when I was nine or ten years old. My parents moved us into a brand new house. We were the first family to live in it. The house always had a dark vibe about it, like the energy was just off. If you were alone in a room you could feel someone enter but no one would be there. You could feel a lot of energy, you were never truly alone type of energy. If you were taking a shower you'd see a shadow in the room with you walking around through the glass of the shower door. You could be sleeping in the bonus room and wake up to a shadow figure in the doorway. It happened to my parents and myself but of course my parents played it off as nothing. No one was ever happy in that house. Now that I'm older, whenever I have a nightmare more times than not it's about that house or the setting is at the house. Now on to my title. I could probably think of a logical reason for any of the things I talked about above but not this. I know this really happened. This was not my imagination. When I was young I always slept in between my parents because I was terrified of the dark. One night I shot straight up in bed and in the doorway this tall, 
skinny, glowing gray human-looking thing walked past the doorway into the bonus room. It had no hair, it gave off male energy. Time didn't stand still, there was nothing weird happening other than the fact I just saw this thing walk past my door. It had no facial features. I was scared when I saw this but because of the energy it gave off. Following this incident I would always see red glowing eyes in my bedroom closet whenever I'd pass by. I'm 26 now and I've seen a lot of scary things but this one always makes me feel the worst when I remember it. What do y'all think it was? Has anything like this happened to anyone? This happened in Northern California for anyone wondering. I need to give you a little information about my grandfather, born in 1933, Turkey, before I tell you the story. He was a very smart man who didn't like to talk about his feeling at all. He loved my mom but the only time he ever hugged her was when she was hospitalized for a month. I mean he was a normal, typical 20th century man. When he was young and single, around 1950s, he used to stay overnight at our vineyard to prevent animals from destroying the grapes. During one of those nights he was sweating a lot so he decided to swim in the river. He jumped in and heard what sounded like somebody else also jumped in right after him. He immediately got goosebumps and went back to the little cabin he was staying at, the cabin was under a walnut tree. He was changing his clothes when the cabin lit up with a blinding light. He opened his eyes to see a beautiful woman with long blonde hair before him. She smiled and said what do you wish from me? Her clothes were also shiny and the buttons on her dress looked like gold. My grandfather thought if he can catch her he can be granted with more wishes but before he could do that she disappeared. A couple of years later, just after my oldest aunt was born, he was with his friends when he suddenly got sleepy. My grandmother and aunt were not at home so he lay down under my aunt's crib, the crib was hanging from the ceiling above the bed. He was just about to fall asleep when he felt someone touch his nose. He opened his eyes to saw the same woman again. She was smiling and giggling when she said do you remember me? He jumped from the bed to catch her again and hit his head to the crib. She then disappeared. He didn't see her ever again but whenever he told this story he got teary eyed. I don't know if it was because he was genuinely scared but I doubt it. I mean he lived in a tiny town with almost nothing and encountered many other things, like a gin wedding, but this was the thing that affected him the most. I looked through everything to find out where she was. Thought maybe she was a nymph or a fae but I'm not so sure. Definitely not human though. Do you guys have any idea what she might be? Also so sorry for my English. It's not my first language. I remember a couple of years ago I was outside at night around 9 or 10 and low in the hole. Behold. What do I see? Two giants, probably seven feet tall and thin pale humanoid creatures walking around in the dirt road for 10 minutes they walked around steady looking down on the ground looking up at me searching for something even my wife come outside and she witnessing them with me for five minutes finally I started yelling at them and they left. Or walked into the woods and I wasn't gonna be the fummy who gets lured so I didn't follow them. Who were they what were they looking for? Even my dog acted weird and didn't seem scared of them or aggressive towards them like he is to everything else. He kind of acted like they wasn't even there or more like he was used to them. One weird thing about the creatures is the way they walked almost as if their legs is backwards or something weird I don't know what do you think. Almost a year ago I was with my ex in the driveway of her house at 2am eating burgers. Just sitting in the car and having a chat, nothing special really. I noticed some movement in the corner of my eye and don't even bother looking because the neighborhood is full of cats so random darting shapes and the peripheral vision is totally normal. As time passes and I- Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Our conversation continues. I notice that she is occasionally looking at something up the driveway and I finally ask, see any cats? She has a rabbit in her yard and even in a cage she worries for him often since the cats like to sit outside of his cage and bother him even when it's covered with blankets. She gives an odd response of oh yeah I think I saw something in the driveway she was incredibly nearsighted and it was dark but I overlooked the odd behavior and we continued to eat slash talk. Eventually I notice a much larger shape move in the corner of my eye and can't help but look back and over my shoulder to see what it is hoping there aren't people near the car at such a late hour. Admittedly it was a bit of a sketchy neighborhood. What I saw just outside the backseat window was no person however. What I can't do is describe its appearance properly. No matter how long it sat still my brain couldn't fully process what I was looking at. It was just dark shadowy figure roughly the size of a person. Maybe like 5.6 feet, I think it had a head and a body as well but I can't say for certain. It was like looking at a real-life censored object. And it was staring back at me. A formless spectral thing that immediately rang every alarm bell in my head. My eyes immediately filled with tears, my stomach dropped and I felt like I was getting pulled into its gaze. As soon as I realized it was blocking the view of the tree behind it my fear grew worse. Any hope that it was a person immediately crumbled away when it moved. It was a sort of flickering motion as though it went from existing to not existing from point A to B extremely fast. Point B was behind my car where it then stayed for another second before flickering out of sight completely. I turned to my ex-GF and she had a shocked look on her face and was looking at something else in another direction. She turned to me and said you can see them too right? Realizing that I wasn't hallucinating and that there was more than one prompted me to say yeah let's go inside we got out of the car and when I turned to watch her close her door another figure flickered past her back maybe 15 feet behind. At that point I could physically feel four separate anomalous things bearing down on us. I could feel the pressure of them and my body was producing ungodly amounts of adrenaline. We made it inside and I immediately started saying holy shit we just saw that that shit is real? Was that spirits or aliens or before she cut me off and said don't talk about it stop talking about it we didn't talk about it for days but my questions burned because what I saw was so profound that my whole stance on everything was changed. Eventually she did talk about it and confirmed that there were three or four things harassing us that night. She didn't know why, I didn't know why. For the next few months it felt like something in my mind shifted and changed a little bit. I started becoming more perceptive of weird shit like this and became more paranoid. I even got messed with many times and it was driving me insane. That's another story so for now I'll leave whoever reads this with the first real and insane shit I experienced. We had been riding for about, I don't know, 9 hours or so, taking breaks every now and then. Then Michael says he needs to stop for a minute. We are waiting for him to finish when all of a sudden we see this lone figure walking across the trail. It is about six foot tall, very skinny in form, and it had an awkward gait, like a monkey. Or a man with a disease, almost robotic. Then all I remember about Michael is him saying, what the hell is that? Or something like that. But he sounded far away. He probably used a different word instead of hell. The thing is, we had somehow walked a bit towards the thing. Don't ask me why. Maybe to look at it better not knowing what it was. The creature stopped and it made eye contact with me and I could see it clearly. The eyes were kind of like a snake's, but yellow with a black stripe in the middle of the eye. It had green and red scales on the face and head. The red color was kind of like the same as the desert sand, 
and it looked like it had a sandy texture too. It didn't have a nose, only two holes on it. I couldn't see any ears or hair. A red mouth that looked like it had blood around it, but it didn't look like it was bleeding. It looked like a pattern. It reminded me of a chameleon, but it looked like a person too. The odd creature then stood up to its full height and raised its long arms to gesture at them, all the while making an unearthly chattering sound, before scampering off like a lizard trying to hide. The unsettled men excitedly talked about what to do, and they decided to just keep going and finish the course. However, the strange encounter did not leave them, and none of them could forget it. One of the witnesses would later say, when you read these stories online or watch them on TV, well, you think man these people are crazy, on meds or something or in need of attention. But this has made me a believer. There has to be more of them out there. If there's one, there's got to be two at least right? I know most people won't believe a word I said, that's the way I used to be. I don't blame them at all. But they are out there. Now I'm not saying this is an alien or a chupacabra or anything like it. All I'm saying is I have never seen anything like it in my life. But I am no biologist so what do I know? In 1972, two police officers in Loveland, Ohio, claimed to have seen a large, bipedal, frog or lizard-like being. The first incident was reported on March 3rd by police officer Ray Shockey, who saw what he described as a being that stood three or four feet tall with leathery skin and a face like a frog or lizard. Officer Shockey was en route to Loveland in his vehicle when he saw the thing on the side of the road, and as he approached it he first thought it was a dog, it was only when it stood up and looked at him, its eyes reflecting his car's headlights, that he saw it was something far stranger. The creature turned away from the startled policeman and leapt over a guardrail, down an embankment, and into the Little Miami River. Officer Shockey continued to the police station, where he told his story to fellow police officer Mark Matthews. Naturally, I didn't believe him. But I could somehow tell from his demeanor that he did see something, Matthews said in a 2016 interview with WCPO in Cincinnati. Officer Matthews agreed to return to the scene with Shockey, and the two men said they found scrape marks leading down a hill into the river. Just two weeks later, on March 17th, Matthews had his own sighting. He said he was driving outside of Loveland when he came upon what he thought was an animal lying in the road. Matthews stopped his vehicle to clear what he assumed was an animal carcass, but the sound of his door opening roused whatever it was in the road. The creature was similar to that reported by Shockey, although at the time Matthews said it was standing more upright than what his fellow officer had described. The frog-like entity watched Matthews warily as it moved out of the road and began to climb the guardrail. One evening in 1948, a young Bremerton, Washington woman named Virginia was going about her usual daily household chores. She had been carrying a load of laundry down to the washing machines in the basement of her rundown apartment building. It was a mindless chore she had done countless times before, and there would have been no reason for this time to be any different. But it was to prove to lead to a shocking experience, indeed. The dim basement was very large, its floor was constantly covered with a sheen of water that leaked from the walls. Virginia was used to working in this dark and dank place. Yet on this day something was not quite right, as she felt an undefinable sense of unease and dread, as if she were being watched from the shadows clinging to everything in there. She tried to cast the odd feeling out of her head, chalking it up to nerves. She would say of what happened next, it was such a creepy feeling I finally turned around and looked toward the back of the basement and froze. I was so scared I can still feel it. I couldn't move. In one of the huge holes in the basement there stood this thing. It was horrible. I stand five feet tall and this creature was as tall as I was. It had a bright orange colored body and little spidery thin legs and antennae on its head that kept moving back and in and out. That thing started towards me. 
I backed out of the basement and got up to my apartment and packed up all my things and moved. I was so scared. I moved over to Seattle to my cousins. No one would really believe this, but as God is my witness it really happened. She would say that it looked to her almost like a humanoid shrimp or mantis, and that for years afterwards she says she had potent, chronic nightmares. The interesting part of this tale, other than the sheer outlandishness of the entity described, is that this was in the basement of an apartment complex, and not even a remote one out in the boondocks. At the time Bremerton was a bustling naval port city home to around 80,000 people, so it makes no sense at all that there should be this thing, even if there were passageways to the sea. Where did it come from and why didn't anyone else see it? The strange abomination was only seen this one time and we are left to wonder just what it could have possibly been. In 1977, a woman in Henderson, Nevada, CH, claimed that her 13-year-old son and friends had gone out to explore in the area of Black Mountain, which has many scattered abandoned mines and caves. They hiked out across the desert landscape and climbed the foothills of the mountain until he found a cave. The narrow entrance forced them to crawl on their stomachs, using their pocket flashlights to chase back the oppressive darkness within and they eventually came to a circular room about nine feet across. There they found a pit in the ground, which had a crude ladder. As they explored the room, they heard what sounded like voices and the far-off humming of some sort of machinery. Looking around further, they apparently came across a rusty metal door deeper in an adjacent tunnel, with a rod of some sort lying nearby, which seemed to be made of some kind of aluminum-like material and with engravings on the side. As they examined the rod in the strange doorway, they heard guttural voices approaching and decided to hurry to the entrance from which they had come, taking the bizarre rod with them. As they approached the entrance, they then heard what sounded like the door they had seen creaking open, after which there was an ominous growl as a greenish humanoid creature began to emerge from the cave. The boys then turned and ran as fast as they could from this place, later telling CH about the strange incident and showing her the rod they had found. It seems the lizard man creature apparently wanted it back. That evening as the boys slept, something very strange happened. CH would recount of the sequence of surreal events. It must have been around two in the morning when my son shook me whispering harshly that someone was trying to get into his bedroom window. I hoped it was just a nightmare, or his nerves were still on edge. Quietly we slipped into his bedroom and listened to the sounds of scraping at the window edge. He was not mistaken. In the light of the moon I could make out the silhouette head and shoulders of a man. I was alone with my four kids, no husband to protect us, so I grabbed my flashlight, suddenly tossed the curtains open to face the man. There was a glare from the flashlight on the window, but past the glare I could clearly see a large head with ridges on the top other ridges on his cheekbones, and the glow of golden eyes. My son and I stood still, unmoving, both fear and shock kept us frozen. The lizard man didn't move either his hand still poised in his attempt pry the window open. He hand was large, with webbed rough, gnarly looking fingers, with powerful claws. After a couple minutes, not seconds, but long agonized minutes with our hearts pounding I knew I had to do something. One hand still holding the flashlight beam on his face and my eyes still locked into those golden eyes, I fumbled around in the dark with my other hand, hoping to find something to use as a weapon, is needed. He glanced at my hand, looked back into my eyes. He turned his head a little, as if he was asking a question, he slightly opened his lipless mouth, displaying four of his pointed teeth, and suddenly he turned and ran off into the desert. She would later surmise that the bizarre creature had come for its rod, and so she and her husband, and son, decided that they would return it to the cave, in order to avoid another encounter. They hiked all the way out to the area where the boys said they had found it and put the object by the cave entrance. According to the report, they just left it there and headed back, and there is no further mention of what happened after that or if the irate lizard man came for them again or not. Thank you. 
TT joined the British military when he was 20 years old in 2008, as part of 3 Close Support Battalion REM. He was stationed at Barker Barracks, Paderborn, Germany. In January 2011 he slept on the second floor of Block 2. There were two other soldiers sleeping in the same room. One Saturday morning TT awoke alone in the room. One of his roommates had been out drinking all night and had not returned to the room, the other had spent the night with his girlfriend. He thinks the time must have been around 9 am, but didn't check the clock. He was facing the window and the morning sun was in his eyes so he rolled over. When he did, he immediately became aware of a six-foot-tall lizard-like being standing about 1.5 meters away from the edge of the bed. It was slightly transparent, bipedal, and slightly hunched over him. The skin of its arms and legs was covered in green scales, although the chest area was smoother. It had a lizard-like snout and mouth, and eyes with vertical slits in them. The being was largely unclothed other than a belt around its waist. Around the belt were what looked like silver-colored cylinders. TT estimates there were about 12 of these cylinders. Each was 2.5 centimeters wide by 5 centimeters long. TT froze not knowing what to do. He was both shocked and puzzled by the presence of this strange being. He did not shout out for help as he was trying to process what was taking place. The reptilian stood still also, although TT could see it breathing. It felt to him that it was surprised he had woken up. They stared at each other for about a minute. Then he suddenly felt drowsy and dropped off to sleep. It was as though the being had implanted the thought to go to sleep into his mind. TT estimates about 10 to 15 minutes later he awoke again. The being was no longer present in the room. He lay still in bed for around 10 minutes trying to process what had taken place. In the end he worked up the courage to get up. He picked up a small blunt object to use as a weapon. He then began searching all around the room, half expecting the being to still be present. After a while of searching and discovering it had definitely gone, TT went over to his laptop. He had the word reptoid in his mind, but did not know why. He searched for the word on the internet and up came some pictures of reptilians. Upon seeing the similarity of the drawings to what he had witnessed he briskly closed the laptop, quite unnerved. The reality that others were reporting the same type of being that he had seen was quite shocking and frightening to him. Not long afterwards he left the room and went about his normal morning routine. He did not speak about the incident with any of the other soldiers as he felt they would not believe him. For the next two years TT did not mention the incident to anyone. However on a phone call in 2013 his father mentioned to him a book he had been reading by David Icke called The Biggest Secret. In the book David talks about his theories regarding the reptilians. When his father mentioned this to him, TT decided to tell his father about what happened. In May 2014 TT decided to inform his superiors about the incident. He told two lieutenants and his sergeant. One lieutenant put it down to a dream. The other suggested he should speak with a doctor. His sergeant claimed to believe his story but could offer no further advice. On August 26, 2005 at around 2.30 a.m., my two cousins were driving back from Minot, North Dakota. They were taking the back roads to get home faster. About two to three miles from home on Country Road 7, they said that they were just talking and noticed on the left side in the northbound lane a large, brown hairy seven-eight-foot-tall thing was standing there. They said that they were going about 50 to 55 miles per hour and slowed down a bit as they passed by it. My cousin tapped on the brake and in the brake lights they saw it. It frightened them, and they quickly drove home. As they got to one of my cousin's homes they went and woke my uncle and told him that they saw Bigfoot. Then they drove to my house and woke me. I them them that I didn't believe them. But they were both scared and shaking, so I knew that they saw something. We took two spotlights a 5 million and a 3.5 million, my uncle had a 1 million power light also. We asked them to show us, in which they both agreed, after they calmed down a bit. We took my aunt's van and headed north.
They showed us the spot and I asked them which way do you think it was going. She said that it might have been moving west. So we headed westbound on Country Road 6 just north of White Shield, North Dakota. As we headed about 1 to 2 miles west from Country Road 7 we turned northbound on Country Road 5 as we were spotlighting in the cut wheat fields. I was on the passenger side and my uncle was driving. We were both looking around with the lights. Then I picked up a bright red reflection of eyes. As I told my uncle to stop I noticed that this thing was on all fours moving west towards us. Then it stopped and seemed to sit down. It literally looked like a gorilla from the movies. As we stopped and sat there we must have watched it for about 4 to 5 minutes. It seemed unreal to me but as I started to realize that this is happening and that we don't have gorillas in North Dakota. That is when my uncle noticed two more sets of eyes behind the one we were watching. My cousin started screaming and cussing at us to leave and to call the police and game commission. After that we started to turn around and head back, I noticed it stood up. That's when I said let's get game and fish out here. When I arrived at my house, my cousin called the BIA and they said they will contact the game warden. My uncle and I told my cousin to tell them that we are going to go back out there and wait for the game warden. My cousin's husband wanted to go with us. As we started to turn on Country Road 5, that's when we noticed a very strong, rank odor. We stopped, jumped out and started to listen. That's when we noticed the truck lights on Country Road 6. It was the game warden. We flashed him down and talked to him. We gave all the information. He said that he would check the field out and left moving east with all of his spotlights on. That morning, at daylight, we started looking for prints. We found some impressions in the cut wheat field and ditch. The prints were 15 and a half inches and about 5 and a half, 6 inches wide. We stopped a BIA officer and told him that we found some impressions, so he took some pictures. The footprints pointed in an east direction. As we started to track them, we found three other sets that seemed like they were zigzagging around. After 30 minutes or so, we tracked it to a tree row where there were spots of cut hay put into piles and pine tree branches, two inches thick, snapped off. The sap was still oozing out from the break. There was no tall weeds around that spot, so we walked around and found a slough just at the end of the tree row about 200 yards away. I was at Hope's Nose, Torquay, Devon, England, and it was a very cold day. There didn't seem to be anyone about, which meant I had the whole place to myself. I had been visiting Hope's Nose quite a lot lately, as I really do enjoy the fresh sea air combined with the smell of the pine trees there. I especially like the view from the cliff top looking out towards Thatcher Rock and the sea, where I often like to stand and take photographs. I had just walked down from the grassy area to the cliff, when all of a sudden the surrounding sounds around me faded away, leaving the area completely silent, which was very strange and really made the place feel quite eerie. I looked around and then suddenly spotted someone standing down below over by the rocks. They were eating what appeared to be a ripped open fish, and I thought to myself, that this was rather strange. There's really no way to safely get down there by those rocks. The only way they could have accessed that particular area was by boat, as it was just far too treacherous to climb down there, what with all the falling rocks. Whoever it was, they seemingly noticed me standing there observing them from the edge of the cliff. They instantly looked at me, and then threw down the partly eaten fish. I immediately took a photograph of them with my Nikon P900 camera. I could see that whoever it was, they were wearing some type of black garb. At first I thought it was just a person, but then I saw its face. I almost lost my balance and nearly fell over the edge of the cliff in complete shock. I had never seen anything quite like it before, it really was quite hideous. It was the most unholy looking creature that I have ever laid my eyes upon. It had wide set black eyes with no sign of a nose. The creature then made a strange gurgling sound and then hissed at me in a threatening manner which in turn made me shout out some profanities towards it while raising my fist in complete anger. 
With that the creature ran towards the sea and dove into the icy cold water where it then quickly swam away disappearing down into the murky depths of the sea. I was completely shocked and horrified as I really thought that it was just somebody mucking around trying to scare the SHT out of me, but now I knew for sure that it was something strange, and possibly otherworldly. There was no way anyone could swim within the cold water especially at this time of year when the temperature had plummeted to such a low level. They would instantly get hyperthermia and drown, so I really didn't know what to think. I had seemingly witnessed a real merman creature, and I was left standing there utterly astonished by what I had just seen. I thought to myself this is utterly absurd there must be a logical explanation. I continued to stand there for a little while longer looking down upon the sea wondering if the creature would resurface once again, but unfortunately it never did. At least I had successfully managed to capture the strange merman type creature within a photograph as proof. My life is very strange indeed, who else gets to witness such peculiar things within their day-to-day -day life? I once thought things like this were complete fantasy, but having seemingly witnessed these bizarre cryptid creatures firsthand, I can safely say that they are totally real and definitely a reality within our generated world. The old tales from the distant past of strange mythological creatures appear to be completely true, which I find to be very exciting. Scientists should endeavor to study these weird extraordinary events that have occurred over the years, instead of trying to cover them up or ignore them. Just because they don't fit into their scientific narrative it does not mean these strange things do not exist. This incident took place at 4.04pm on the 8th of December 2021, at Hope's Nose Torquay, Devon, England. I have an unbelievable story to tell you. Are you familiar with the Skinwalker Ranch over here in Northeast Utah? I have a close relative that is pretty much the UFO guy in that area. He's been telling me these stories ever since I was a little kid, so I've been out to that area several times. I was there in spring 2013 and nothing happened. We went around other ranch areas and there was no activity. The next night, on a Saturday, something did happen, what I later found out through my UFO relative. There were a few teen kids who were driving in a tall truck about 8 feet high. They pulled up to the gate of the Skinwalker Ranch and parked there. They said that they saw an orb of light appearing above the gate. They turned on their lights and engine because they got scared. Then an even brighter light appeared and moved over their truck. Then something hit their truck. These kids got scared, so they hauled it quickly down the ranch access road to the main road. They stopped. I'm guessing, about three quarters of a mile from the gate. They got out to look at the damage done to this truck and for some reason. Apparently there are some girls with them. Well, once they got back in the truck, this is where it gets weird. A creature grabbed this kid, who was in the passenger seat, and pulled him out of the truck. It threw him around like a rag doll, bit him on the butt several times, and clawed him. Long story short, Somehow this kid got back in the truck. They were able to get back in their truck, drove away, and then talked to the Ute tribal police. The tribal police say there's nothing they can do about it. So, the next day, which would be Sunday, they contacted my UFO relative and he went down there to investigate. Meanwhile, there was a shaman and his wife there blessing the kids that were involved in this incident. My UFO relative said that he saw a photo on one of kids' cell phone of this creature. He also saw the damage done to the truck. Scratched into the truck was the word die and he also saw the injuries inflicted on the kid and the bite marks. Now that was very unbelievable for me to hear. The crazy thing about it is this. I work at a hospital. A few months ago, one of my patients was actually the shaman's wife who was present at time that my relative was there to investigate. She told me exactly what my relative said, but in greater detail. The creature that she described, and also what my relative said, had to be a tall creature because it pulled this kid out of this window. That's the 8 foot tall truck and this creature had horns and red skin. It had a human-like face, but the mouth was distorted, resembling short canine snout. It had claws and bat-like wings. 
I asked if it was a skinwalker, she replied, no, this is something totally different. I was around 11 years old and playing at my best friend's house, like we did every week. We were in her bedroom, when her mom called upstairs that my mom was there to pick me up. We stood in front of the mirror next to the door. Between the door and the mirror, was the light switch. I switched it off so that we could go downstairs and then we both saw two glowing green, almond-shaped eyes between us and the mirror, I know how that sounds, but it was really what we saw. We both screamed and ran downstairs as fast as we could. We were so scared. Our moms didn't really believe us and we didn't do anything with it afterwards. After primary school we grew apart, but I saw her a few years later and asked her if she remembered and had any idea what it was. She remembered and had no idea. I still think about it sometimes and just really want to know what that was. The room was pitch black, there was no one else there and nothing I can think of what that could have been. I would love to hear other people's experiences with this. For context, I'm female, 27, from the Netherlands.